Okay, you're listening to KOYC Radio 98.5 FM. I'm Janet Smith, and I am here with Joey Musso, who is running for sheriff uh, to take the place of Taylor. Sheriff Kirk Taylor. Taylor. Thank you for coming by, Joey. Hi, nice thank to meet you. you. Yeah, thank you for having me here. I appreciate, I appreciate you having me here. Yeah, well, we're going to try and interview everybody that's running for a position, and we'll work our way through because we... We just want the people out there, our listeners, to get to know people a little bit about their background. Some of the things that you really don't get to hear or see when you have your... They call them debates. I don't know that they're really debates other than you have a question and you got three minutes to answer it. So I don't think it gives people enough time to get to know who the candidates really are. So maybe talk a little bit about uh, your upbringing and, uh, and your background a little bit. Okay, well... Again, my name's Joey Musso. I uh, was born here in Pueblo, Colorado, um, at St. Mary Corwin, actually. Um, grew up on a family farm and a, and a family restaurant. Um, it's part of the Musso family? It is. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, Musso Farms and Musso's Restaurant. Grew up doing that and uh, peddled produce uh, just to get the name out there. And I would go all over the state and, and sell fruits and veggies to people and so you're used to hard work because yeah. farming is a lot of work. Yeah. Physical. Oh yeah, a lot of physical work. Yeah. Um, but it builds good character. It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I did that up until I was 22 years old, and I had put in for the Pueblo County Sheriff's Office and got that position, and I started working in the jail, and um, from the jail I gained an abundance of experience and went to the uh, processing and receiving area of the uh, judicial building. I helped open that area up and okay. um, figure out policies to put in place for it to run efficiently and smoothly. And um, my time there, I, I helped with the transportation, uh, bringing um, inmates um, back oh, and forth to jails. court and okay. doing court security, things like that. And then the sheriff had hand-selected four people to attend the law enforcement academy at PCC. I went to PCC, passed that with flying colors. It was one of the tops of my class. Very good shooter, Are you? <laughs> actually. Um, Being a good aim is yeah, a good thing, yeah, I would it's think. It's a good aim. Um, Had you had practice before with guns no, before I you just, got on the sheriff's department? Not really, no, no I just Okay, didn't. no hunting or anything like that? No, wow. no, I just did what they told me to do and I was just really good at it, I guess. Um, so I did the law enforcement academy, graduated from that, went back to the judicial building a little for a little bit longer, and uh, then I had uh, put in for patrol, and I tested for that, and I ended up getting that, and had five years of experience in patrol, and I've, there's been things, you know, I've had from alarm calls, like nothing calls, to, to homicide, which we were, I was actually very... Uh, they said I did very well on the, the homicide and um, there's a it, lot there because you don't know yeah. what to expect when you go out on a call do you no and I'm you, sure you see a lot of stuff that you, most you people never know it can be a call that seems like nothing and it can yeah it escalate. Just, yeah it can escalate from zero to a hundred in a matter of a yeah. split second yeah so it's just you know a lot of a lot of a lot of experience in split-second decisions and everything like that and um, it's all been pretty good um, so in your time in, in uh, it sounds like you've worked in a few departments. Yeah. What did you find that you gained the most knowledge? Uh, definitely patrol. Patrol. I think 
um, patrol then just working in the jail. Um, by statute, the, the sheriff has to have a jail, so um, that's a good place to get a bunch of knowledge too. But when you work, when you work patrol, you learn you know you learn how to file affidavits and write warrants and search warrants and work with the DA's office and work with judges and things like that. And uh, yeah, you just you 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 learn like a lot, a lot, and did you at a fast pace. Yeah. Now, did you notice any change with? Um you know, COVID and all the two years of shutdown, was there, did you see more um, crime happening? You know what? Uh, it wasn't really much more crime. It, it, what it felt like is it felt like a lot of mental health issues. Mm-hmm. A lot of mental health issues. Um, that felt like there was a spike in that. Yeah. You know, people being together too much and, yeah. um, or people that live alone, they don't, they were locked down and they were, told they couldn't go anywhere or do anything pretty much and yeah it just it's like being on house arrest yeah you know and it, it got to a lot of people on a big scale yeah so what so what made you decide to to run so what position are you in now i uh, so i think it was december 16th when i announced my running december 16th of 2021 when i announced for sheriff and she's First, first week of January, um, I was removed from school resource officer and off the streets, and I was placed back in the jail out of the public's eye in the first week of January. Oh, is that a statement, do you think? It is. It is. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll let the public Decide. hear that and... Yeah. They can so no particular reason. There, you just they, they called you in, or they, how did that even happen? I had actually. There's a funny. There's a little story that goes with that. Um, one of the administrators there had sent me a very rude email, and I professionally sent one back, and ultimately laid out that I wouldn't be harassed by administrators, and that I got into this job to help people. And yeah, they they use that as the punishment to go back to the jail. Um, I don't think it was that. I, I truly wholeheartedly believe that it was my announcement for sheriff. Um, but it's okay because I've met a lot of great people now working back in the jail, and it's it's uh, I'm I'm definitely getting refreshed on how it how it functions. I should say how it should function because it doesn't that, function properly right now. I'm gonna guess that's yeah. That, so is it over full capacity or is um, it? I yeah. So capacity I believe is 509 people, but I I recall working you know when I was back in the jail eight years ago. Um, I remember there being summers where the population was in the 850s. So. Um, and what's it now? Is it around 500? Is it it's, within it's in the, I, I believe it's in the 500 range right now. But the problem is we're not able to make arrests for things and we're still kind of using COVID as an excuse. You know, if you're a law-abiding citizen and you get COVID, you you gotta you got to deal with what you're dealing with. But if you're a criminal and you have a warrant for your arrest and they don't want you to get COVID, so they don't take you to jail. Well, and didn't wasn't there a mandate from state that they release certain offenses? They, they, and, yeah, there's yeah. from the state, and uh, they they made their own 
rules here in Pueblo. So, oh, and, that, and that came from the courts. And I'm just going by what I hear from the public who I talk to, and you know, because a lot of the crimes that were committed, they were up previous warrants or something relating right. to that. You know, it's even things like a small, you know, and I guess I can understand certain things like maybe a, a traffic warrant or something like that. Yeah. Um, I no can harm understand yeah. not taking them to jail. Um, yeah, no but, threat uh, to society. Yeah, no threat, no real threat to society. So that I can, uh, I can agree with that. I, you know, yeah. I've been a traffic offender myself. I think everybody here has. Oh yeah, somebody <laughs> so, at some point, yeah, right? right? Yeah, So, But we're talking about... You know, warrants but for yeah, violent crimes, you know, it, right? And so, theft, right, right, theft in particular. That even though that just became law, that's been a that's been a policy at the sheriff's office as long as I've been there. You never arrest any. They when they've had the opportunity to arrest thieves, they never took the opportunity and and arrested thieves. So that I think, sends a pretty loud message. I think I think we could have been a little bit proactive. And we could have sent a message over a decade ago, decade and a half ago, yeah. by by uh, arresting uh, thefts. You know, make make the rule five hundred dollars or or more. And mm -hmm. even though even though it's a misdemeanor, uh, hook them and book them. You know, mm -hmm. so nobody nobody likes a thief. Mm -hmm. But we've yeah we've been writing citations to these thieves and. You know, some of us on patrol with it was my idea, but some of us we just got so tired of it where we would um, we wouldn't even issue the citation right there on the spot. In fact, we would just write a warrant. Hmm. That way, they can get arrested for hmm. it later on down the road. And yeah, you know, maybe they're not dealing with the con consequence right then and there, but later on at least they would be able to get arrested okay. and taken to jail kind of a loophole a proactive. that we've that we kind of, you know came up yeah. came up with as a way to uh, hold people accountable and there's been a few people that I've told about that and they said that's really good for thinking outside the box yeah so we need a little more of that in Pueblo we do we need yeah. a lot more of that in yeah. Pueblo uh, we're these, using old systems old ways and yeah. we've been we're doing it this forever and yeah. don't try to change anything yeah and 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 you know I work in the detention bureau now and these inmates they they love what's going on right now they love these laws that that uh, Leroy Garcia and Danae Asgar and all these folks have have passed to um, not hold these guys accountable there was just an article in the Pueblo Chieftain just a few days ago about possession of a weapon by previous offender and these guys you know nonviolent felonies now if you have a gun and you're a nonviolent felon, you can have a gun again, but now all these guys are wanting to now fight that in court to, as an opportunity to to get off of the crime that they're in there for right now. Oh, before so that it gives law them changed. a way out? Um. So they're going to start fighting it that way. And, I mean, really, who can blame them? Yeah. If, it's, if something's going to be in your favor, why not try to take advantage of it? But yeah. We'll see. That's going to be up to the DA's office and the courts. To our listeners, if you just tuned in, we're talking to Joey Musso. He's running for uh, Sheriff Taylor's position in this coming November election. And uh, we're happy to have him here just so we can find out a little bit more about Joey. So uh, let me ask you this. if Just because you've worked in a few departments, what, if you could change something, would be your primary concern even if you couldn't change it what is your main concern with what you've seen so far um 
the retention right now at the sheriff's office. Uh, there are so many people that have quit. I, you know, you you hear the news and KRDO just went after Gilbert Ortiz for 20 plus people quitting his office since 2019. But what's been overlooked is there's been over 20 people who have quit the sheriff's office since October of 2021. You're it's kidding. Like, so it's like, what are what are we doing here? So, so why, in your opinion, what do you think that is attributed uh, to? Um, I. I leadership? know what it's a tr it's it's <laughs> start it all starts with leadership right yeah. um because people don't leave a good job i would imagine it's no, a it's, good it's, job it's, it's a, you know i mean tough? part of the reason people are leaving too because our next door neighbor at the public police department you know if i was if i had started my journey there i would have already been making twenty thousand dollars more a year than what i'm making right now so the pueblo police get paid higher than the sheriffs significantly Okay, and the reasoning higher. is I have no idea. Do they, they have more calls soon? They Pueblo? they they do I have Pueblo. more calls, but we're we're still staffing our patrol the same as we were in the mid nineties when Dan Corsentino was sheriff. Gee, I talked to him. <laughs> so <laughs> you know it was go good. It ride, was great when Dan did it because there wasn't there was still there was a lot of calls, but it's nothing like what we're seeing today. Yeah. Um in fact, I can probably pull up and tell you. Yeah. You know, there's, there's. I'll tell so you how many calls So, for a rookie had. cop to to come into the sheriff's department, what would they make yearly? If they were coming in on patrol, it'd be about fifty-three hundred dollars a month. Hmm. But the problem with that, and why people are quitting and leaving, people who have put in a lot of time that were considered veterans why they're quitting and leaving because they're also making $5,300 a month. So how is that fair for these guys that have put in 20 years of service oh, to I be see. making $5,300, but then oh. this new guy comes in and he's also making the same as the veteran who's put in two decades worth of work. So what happened to the guy that's on this job already who's making the same amount of money, not getting any raises? Or Do you have a union so, with the... No, we don't have a union. Um, that's a whole nother story there. Oh. Um, yeah, that's for another episode. So where where would a where would a sheriff's office officer get uh, a raise? How how? So so when they put out the job postings, they they always have their minimum. You see them. You see you see a minimum and you see a maximum. Right. But the problem is they showed this maximum number, but nobody in the HR at the sheriff's office at the county nobody can tell us how to get to that number. Yeah. They have no idea. You know what? It's not just the police department. I think a lot of businesses are like that, too. It's oh, like it's, it's, minimum, it's, maximum. It's, Don't even look at the maximum because that's just a... But like I a, bet they have answers on how to get there. But there's the problem is there's no step increases. There's no incentive to be a cop at the Public County Sheriff's Office right now. At least at the police department, you enter in... Maybe you're making $3,800, $3,900 a month. I don't know what the exact number is. But it's lower than the sheriff's office for the first year. But then the next year, I believe they get like a $1,000 a month increase. Uh -huh. And then it increases from there for like like four years. So now, you know, you become a sheriff's, you become a sheriff's deputy. And you, you start off with this 5300 mark, but you don't... Yeah, the next year, you don't you don't get anything. They, they they applaud themselves on the back when they give you a cost of living. Uh, 
it's just mm-hmm. yeah I, there's no and so that's why people that's why the county in general has issues retaining people because of but it's a it's well, poor structure is what it is yeah and and I don't agree with it. Everything that the city does, by any means, but there are certain things that the county should probably be be copying from the city. So when we have how many how many police officers, how many sheriffs deputies are there? There's there's around two hundred and eighty something employees right now. Um, far as deputy wise, you can figure about a little bit more than half of that. Between and you're talking between. Um, detention and patrol and then the, so the two deputies over at the emergency services bureau and what should it be so you have 200 and some employees it, and how uh, many are, are we're, you sure we're, they're huh, yeah they're in the jail right now they're 35 deputies short I've looked at it in a 24-hour period the jail is having right now anywhere from 20 to 30 something overtime slots every day Four-hour overtime I did interview slots. somebody who said they were working a lot of overtime. I don't think that's healthy either. No. Mistakes get made when people no, are tired. I, and the problem is right now at the sheriff's office, the slogan, service over self. And I, and I get it to an extent, but when, you're, when you want to provide the public service, you got to be able to take care of yourself before you can take care of anybody else. Yeah. And I believe that is apparent too. You've got to be able to, to have your head clear so you can not be putting yourself in jeopardy that's or putting they the public you. in jeopardy or anything like that. That's why they tell you on an airplane, put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah same, same difference, yeah. So so and they're short there. So they're short there, like 35 people. So you're talking, that's a, almost a, that's an that's entire shift plus some is yeah. what they're short. Yeah. And, and in, in patrol, uh, on minimum staffing on the day shift and on graveyard shift is five deputies five patrol deputies and that's we're talking what is there over 2200 square miles in Pueblo mm-hmm. in Pueblo County so that's, that's a lot of coverage you know you could be down in Beulah or Ryan Colorado City area and your closest backup can be in Boone or Avondale mm. and you're down there by yourself yeah um, on the afternoon shift, it's it's six deputies wow. because that that time frame is statistically the busiest. So they go out of their way to staff it with one more. <laughs> um, so are they are they keeping up with equipment and stuff like that? Are you getting uh, you know decent cars and decent equipment? And now they are. are they yeah, now they're that? starting to. I will say that they're they're getting all new Tahoes and they. They do make sure that the equipment is there, but now that they got this equipment, they better turn and focus the uh, yeah. the budget a little bit on on trying to <laughs> get people <laughs> and retain these people. Yeah, you know these people. It's a lot more expensive the, to train a new person than it, it is, is to keep it's, another and one. It's constantly. You I know. know they're just getting ready to put through. I think five more people. They're already expecting three of them to quit. What? So where are they going? Different cities? They go to different agencies. Agencies. We're, we're the Pueblo County Sheriff's Office right now is nothing but a training ground. Oh. For someone to that's move on. That's very expensive. For yeah. someone to move on to something better. Yeah. And that's when that's we got to get we got to get better retirement. We got to get we, we got to get better pay. And then you'll start seeing a change in that. But right now that that 
wound is open where people just keep leaving and leaving and, and it's costing the taxpayers so much money right now. When I look at Pueblo as a whole, I see that in pretty much every capacity, really, is that the turnover. And, and what is it? It's an exact uh, mirror of what's going on in the leadership. Right. And and I don't know how they can't see when you... Because I mean, I worked for businesses for years. And if you yeah. had a high turnover, there was something wrong. There was something wrong with the business. usually meant the leadership yeah. isn't great. Exactly. <laughs> so... So exactly, and it's funny because it's happening in every political department in Pueblo right now. Yeah. So and are they ninety officers short in Pueblo? That's what I heard. I don't know. Is that in the, is, for the city? Yeah. That's that's what I'm hearing. It's close to a hundred. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of police officers to be down. <coughs> You're down thirty-five, and they're down ninety. Well, yeah, we're just down thirty-five in the jail, and that's like the minimum. Oh, number. just in the jail. That's just the jail. We we need a lot more on. A lot more boots on the street right now for patrol because it's right now what Pueblo's experiencing is reactive police work. Yeah. Call comes in, they go handle the call, and then maybe pass it on to the DA's office or, or detectives or wherever it needs to go. And it's just boom, 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 call to call to call to call to call. And, and you're having people deal with 10, 15 plus 20 calls, you know, in a, in a shift. This is KOIC Radio 98.5 FM. I'm Janet Smith, and I'm interviewing Joey Musa, who's running for the sheriff's office uh, to replace Kirk Taylor. This November will be election year, and we ask everybody to go out and make sure you vote. And let's continue our conversation with Joey. What's the call you don't want to get? Where are you going to go? I The calls that I do not enjoy getting as anything that involves a child. Oh, yeah. Where a child's a victim of, yeah. and it can be of whatever. Um, you, yeah. Those are the calls you don't want to see. You know, yeah. we we see things all the time that uh, you, nobody really needs to ever see in their lifetime, yeah. or in their, in their life. And, uh, you know, I, I have ones that come to mind right off the bat, and mm. yeah, they still, they still bother it's, me to this day. And, yeah. You know, and that's one of the things, too, that, you you know, with the sheriff's office, they offer EAP, but, you know, you think about people, our, our, our heroes that go to war, our vets, they, you know, they end up with PTSD because of what they've seen in a four-year time span. Well, with law enforcement, yeah, you're, you're probably not seeing all that, but in, in 20 to 30 years, you are going to see four years, eight mm-hmm. years worth of stuff that's mm-hmm. just absolutely devastating. And, and right now, we're not even taking care of our law enforcement. You, oh, you get here. There's three EAP sessions. And EAP stands for Employee program. Employee Assistance Program. Yeah. And, I, well, and having been married to a police officer, I think the first two years he was on, Jeff saw stuff that he never expected yeah. to see. And it was the same. It was children. Mm-hmm. Taking children back where you know they're being abused and then having to deliver them broken back. Broken systems. Yeah, yeah, broken systems. What a shame. Well, for our listeners, we're talking with Joey... Musso, and uh, yes, he is related to Musso Farms. <laughs> so, and he's also running for the uh, uh, sheriff's position, Kirk Taylor's position, which is up uh, November. And so, he's here with us, giving us a little background. What What would you like the people to know about the sheriff's department or yourself? Um, you know, I, I, me in particular, um, I just want the people to know that you know I'm I'm getting into this for for the right reasons. I'm fighting the good fight with all of you. I'm I'm right next to you on this. I don't 
appreciate or enjoy seeing what's going on in our town. I mean, our town is just falling apart right now. The crime is just rampant, and I and I understand that that's going on everywhere. But there are, I mean, to say that 100% of towns are are experiencing this, it would be completely false. There are towns that are having lower crime rates now, and and not as many problems as the rest of the country because these towns are being run right. Um, you know, we, we got to do something different. You know, the very definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Yeah. We got to go in, we got to get into these voting booths in person and and make the change. I mean, yeah. we got to do something different because we keep voting in these people and they're all buddies. It's all a buddy system in Pueblo. Well, because it's money. It's all you know? money. And it's I don't all, think you should have to have money to run. And no. I think that causes a problem. And I think if there was a public pool of money and everybody got the same amount and it was an even playing level playing field, we'd have a better shot at getting the right people. But unfortunately, when you want to run for a position, you have to have a somewhere between ten and 50000 Yeah. And, the, and And people just don't have that. Plus, then you're dealing with the politics and all the stuff that goes on. Let me ask you this, because youth are really important to me, and we deal with a lot of youth programs here. Do you guys still have your sheriffs? Uh, I think it was the... Uh, so, yeah, so we had the... Uh, we still do it. It's the D.A.R.E. program. Oh, D.A.R.E., okay. Yeah, we, we do D.A.R.E. Um, I was a D.A.R.E. officer. The, the sheriff's office sent me to California for a couple weeks, and I got trained in, in teaching D.A.R.E., and... Um, dealing with kids and it was geez it was a did it work oh it's it it works it it works um so give our listeners a little idea of what the dare program involves what it so you just you just get it's just getting law enforcement um and and kids familiar with each other where you walk into a class or your presence doesn't doesn't scare a kid yeah. you know a lot of kids they'll see a cop and they'll freeze up and yeah. that's the last thing i or any other person in law enforcement wants we want kids to be able to feel comfortable and, yeah. and, and not even think twice about who so you're you are building relationships you're, yeah you're building relationships yeah. and you're and you're teaching kids this 10-week course where you teach them the dangers of drugs and alcohol and tobacco and, and everything like yeah. that and um, you know there it doesn't really dive into you know being a victim of sexual things things in sexual nature or anything like that yeah. but um it does it just teaches them to like uh, no choices and consequences make a good choice yeah. have a good consequence bad choice bad consequence and it, and it does it just it, it really does um open their minds up to it and understand yeah. you know now didn't you have a program where kids uh when i say kids um 14 year olds could start if they wanted if they had an interest in a career in yeah, the they can department? they can uh, they can go to the sheriff's office and sign up to be part of the. Uh, it's the explorers program through the sheriff's department. They'll go through competitions and they learn how to do felony stops and they know they learn how to do all this stuff and. Uh, do they ride along with yeah, officers uh, yeah, too? Yeah, I've 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 had some ride along with me, um, but yeah, I've. See, I think that would be great. For, yeah, and honestly, that should be something to where you can do yeah. you know i'd love to get with the district 70 and and 
even if District 60 wanted to hop on board with the city police, but it'd be really cool to just, you know, give these kids an opportunity to be able to go Real on a ride life. along for four hours or whatever yeah. and do it for credits in yeah. high school or whatever, just so they understand, like, you know, is this the field you want to be in or do you want to... S- Kids kind of need to see well, real, life, real life stuff. They're yeah. not exposed to this kind of yeah. stuff. What's going on here? And for them to see, like, well, I'm sorry, but what some meth head with no teeth and scabs all over their face looks like in person, yeah. it would probably make that kid to never want to do any drugs. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I have a ton of ideas of things that I I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know there are people there at the sheriff's office right now where I have this I have this vision of where I want this agency to go for for the public um, and you know there's some great people at the sheriff's office right now that I want to select for my administration and and they have the same values as the rest of us um, there's probably a lot of experience you could tap into I would oh, think if yeah. employees you are know, given a, a chance of, you know and I just want to address this one head on um, a lot of people may worry about me uh my age you're young i am yeah. young i'm 31 years old but uh you know just growing up and and doing this job i i I've, i had to grow up being a kid i had to grow up very fast i knew how to i started counting back change at four years old it was just no no adult knows how to do that nowadays so but, if somebody came to you and said joey i'm having a problem and and uh and it was something that you didn't know about what w- what would you do you find a solution you keep looking until you find so you'd the answer be comfortable to that problem bringing somebody else in and maybe no because yeah because i think part of your age what people say is you don't have the experience now you've been through a lot of the departments so you do have a lot of, experience, lot of experience and you're sir. you're in it so uh, knee deep in it so but if you have the resources but, i guess is what i'm saying then and the resources are there and and you know outside of work i've i've talked to some of these people and who I'd want to select for in my administration. And, I, and I'll call people who I work with and, and t- talk to them. What do you think of this person? What do you think of this person? And, and so far, everybody that I've spoke with, they're pleased with who I'm wanting to select for my administration. How many are in admin? How many people? Too many. Too many. Too many. Yeah, usually the men's are top heavy. Well, yeah, it's we. You know, I've so so far. This is what I've counted. Um, we have a sheriff, an under sheriff, um, three chiefs, hmm. and oh lord, I don't know, eight or nine plus. Cal- I I could figure it out, but since you're putting me on the spot, it yeah, it, you know, they're top heavy. A it, it's bit. so top heavy right now, and you're talking these people. Are making eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year. Why are the taxpayers paying for all this? But then you look at, okay, well we have this much, in, and just that's just the administrators. Now we have lieutenants, and we have nine of those, and then we have sergeants, and it's like we have like twenty-eight or twenty-nine of those. So, uh, and then you have people that are supervisors and HR. You have a person who, people who are admins and supervisors over in the Emergency Services Bureau and, and the uh, 
in the in the in the dispatch center. You okay. know, so uh, yeah. I mean, so far what I've counted is about fifty-three supervisors. All the so way, all immediately, the way up to the I sheriff. think redundancy, <laughs> maybe not so efficient. It's not efficient. Yeah, there's t- a lot know, of waste. There's, there's just so much waste right now, and yeah. you know, I think <laughs> if if I think you know, it's probably about where it needs to be for sergeants and lieutenants but when you're talking three chiefs and then you got a sheriff and an under sheriff and all these captains i you don't you don't need all that mm-hmm. um and they're not on the street not, are they or are they in the office you know what we would love for them to come to the street and help us out while we're drowning or yeah. come serve some food to these inmates yeah, while we're roll up your busting our butts trying to yeah. feed inmates and uh yeah. um yeah. get these guys to court and get them lawyer visits and get them out to their visits to visits with to visit with their family and or their friends all this stuff's happening and you got 80 plus people and you have two two guys doing this and i mean that jail is like it's just go 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 non-stop are you guys doing a lot of overtime too then oh yeah, yeah. everybody's yeah. killing themselves there at yeah. this point and that's expensive everybody everybody's too. got bags under their eyes yeah, yeah like i said you know you look at the the jail schedule, and within a twenty four hour time frame, there's going to be twenty to thirty four hour overtime slots Jeez. between all three shifts, and and if it and if overtime for a deputy, you know, I'm just ballparking a number. If it's forty dollars an hour, they could hire somebody. Jeez, oh, they need they need. Yeah. They're they're trying to do five and five uh, deputies at a time, but it's like you should probably hire about thirty. That way, if half that of them do quit, if half of them do quit, or if yeah. uh, two thirds of them quit, at least you know yeah. you're putting ten out there instead of one or two. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of things that that don't make sense that that's going on right now, and it's wasting the taxpayer money. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then you need to get patrol staffed more. That way, there can be a traffic division. They dismantled the traffic division when he came into office he he got rid of the traffic division but traffic brings in revenue is that tickets and speeding yeah, and all of that stuff that we go in pueblo and we go why that's, is this happening you know you you yeah. the city has a traffic division but um, nobody's enforcing anything mm. i've never seen such bad drivers and it's almost a joke when you talk to anybody in pueblo people running well, red lights not, and speeding so and the problem is with that tailgating you need to get enough people who want to do patrol and and those people want to branch out and do where you just have people doing traffic yeah because when you have people doing traffic then you can just enforce traffic laws and still take care of right you know and let patrol do their job but when patrols bounce and call to call to call and you see someone roll through a stop sign or or you or you see uh you know someone make an illegal turn or, or whatever the case may be you can't make the stop because you're trying to get to the call. Yeah, no, that I think it has a quicker to be respo- You know, so yeah. At least if you were are going to a call, and you see something like that, and you have a traffic unit, you can air it out. You can air out that license plate, and then that traffic diver- division person can go find yeah. them, look in the area, or even yeah. approach no, them at their house. Because as long as one officer sees it and the other one the other one can act on it because of the fellow yeah. officer rule in Colorado yeah. so and that's all organizational stuff too the mm-hmm. efficiency 
yeah a lot of that and there's a, and we lack a lot of it right now <laughs> well we're gonna wish you luck because huh. uh, you know it, i we need change some fresh ideas and some people who get what's going on who can make a difference and the only way you can make a difference is to get into those positions that can make the difference right and so you know we, so i i wish you all the best in Thank in you. your fight for the position for sheriff we're talking with joey musso everybody and uh, he will be on the ballot in november and uh, we wish you all the best thanks for coming by yes, thank you so much for having me here and yeah. to all the listeners listening you, you like i said you gotta you gotta change it up a little bit um and you gotta fight this good fight and that's the only way you guys gotta you guys gotta all unite together and and stand up against this because there's a lot of corruption in this town and i've figured it out very fast just by throwing my hat in politics it's a dirty game i couldn't imagine it on a on a dc level um yeah it's it's so it's so crazy what's going on in this town right now and if you guys pay attention to facebook and do a little research um there's going to be a lot more coming out um just you you just got to look for it it's there it's it's right in front of our faces we just are so busy with our lives and and being parents and grandparents or aunts and uncles and busy with our jobs that we forget to look around what's going on um well, these are important right, things. Right in front of us. Anybody that's got a family is going to be affected some, somewhere along the line yeah. with something that isn't yeah, right. So is. take the time, people. Uh, Joey's right. Your listeners have to get involved, do a little research. Just don't go to the, uh, the voting booth empty-handed you without gotta, any gotta, knowledge. And don't vote just for the name. Just, you know, do a little research. So Don't vote for just the party. Yeah. Don't vote for just the name. Right. Do your research. If you don't agree with certain things, that's fine. It's okay. This is America. We're we're allowed to disagree, but mm-hmm. you know, it, you gotta you gotta vote for someone who has the same values for you and that is looking out for for your best interest and your children's best interest and your grandchildren's best interest. This is we're gonna make history in Pueblo, and uh, we're all gonna be a part of it. I think a lot of us are. Are seeing what's going on and we're tired of it and it's pissing <laughs> it's up. pissing us off and we're, why we're I got my husband it says we the people are pissed yeah. off <laughs> we <laughs> every are. time he wears it out everybody's we like are. yeah so the feeling is mutual there's a lot mm-hmm. of people out there feeling the same and just not knowing what to do right. and i say we start at the voting booths and, with uh, getting the right people in mm-hmm. and then helping each other from there and stop bickering amongst each other right. and what we disagree with who should be president because what does it matter in pueblo it, it let's deal with pueblo and, and that's the thing too i want i want people to understand that I don't care what political party you are. I don't. I, that does not matter to me. The sheriff is a constitutional position, and has got to protect everybody's constitutional rights. Um, it doesn't matter who you are or what party you are. I was I surprised. I do not care. I am for everybody. One hundred percent of Pueblo people. I was surprised at the power the sheriff's office has with constitutional rights. Absolutely, there's so much. Yeah. Because you can do a lot of things based on whether somebody's violating the Constitution. Absolutely. So look that up, too, for our listeners. It's Joey Musso. Thank you for coming by, Thank Joey. Thank you again.